your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Now also on YouTube. If you're listening to the show uh, and you haven't subscribed to YouTube, do me a favor. Go to YouTube right now and, and search Locked On Blazers and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube and you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and smash that button. We do this five days a week. It's free. Wherever you get podcasts, as well as YouTube, it's the only Daily Trailblazers podcast. So get on board. Have have fun with us. We have fun here. You'll uh, I, I promise you, you'll enjoy it. Uh, in today's show, gonna, Jason Quick of The Athletic is going to join us a little bit later. We're going to talk about the Blazers win over the Nuggets, a little bit about the Blazers offense, and, and look ahead to a... Um, an important and should be telling road trip and uh, coming up uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend. But the Blazers won last night. They beat the Nuggets 119-100. It was a sort of taking care of business type win. And before we get quick in here, let's do what we do at this time. The fastest recap in the West. Blazers win 119-110 over the Denver Nuggets. Their ninth consecutive home win. Their longest home winning streak since January of 2018. Blazers led 33-27 after one. Thanks to C.J. McCollum, who had 13 on 5 of 6 in the first quarter. He was rolling early. Uh, kind of bummer news at the end of the first quarter of this one. Not even kind of. Absolutely bummer news of this one. P.J. Dozier, uh, Nuggets forward, suffered what seems to be probably a serious knee injury with about 49 seconds left. He left the court being carried off by his teammates. In the second segment, the Blazers... Kind of opened the game up thanks to a flurry of threes from Damian Lord, who had four threes in the quarter, and the Blazers closed the half on an 18-3 run to take a 66-52 lead into the third quarter. Damian Lord had 18 in the first half. CJ McCollum finished with 19 with six more in the second quarter. Damian CJ combined for 14 of 19 shooting and six of nine from deep in the second quarter. They got rolling, y'all. Uh third quarter, they led by as many as 17, but could not pull away as those pesky Nuggets, who were without Nikola Jokic, without Michael Porter Jr., without uh, without Jamal Murray, of course, like, d- down down a bunch of parts. They just they just kept coming from down 17, but they were on the, but the Blazers could, were only up 90 to 79 entering the fourth quarter. But the Blazers put this game away in the opening eight minutes of the of the fourth. And when Damian Lord hit ahead to Norman Powell on the fast break for a no-look pass and an easy bucket for Powell at the rim, and the Blazers led 113-94, both teams emptied their bench. The Blazers emptied their bench for real. The Nuggets were already playing their bench. Um, and then in the closing seconds, the real highlight of this game was that Blazers rookie Greg Brown threw down an East Bay funk dunk. That's a through-the-legs dunk of the break. Um, by some accounts, maybe just the second through-the-legs dunk in the history of an in-game NBA. It was truly a highlight for the ages. If you haven't seen it, go find it. Greg Brown, an absolute ton of fun. In this game, CJ McCollum finished with 32 points. He shot 13 of 19 from the floor and 5 of 9 from deep. Damian Lord added 25 points and 5 assists. Norman Powell had 15. Nazir Little had 13 off the bench. Uh, Jeff Green paced the Nuggets with 24, and Monte Morris had 16. And Monte Morris, the count of Monte Assisto, the first ever four turnover game of his career for the Nuggets as the Blazers turned up the defense. That's what changed the game in the second quarter and what's allowed them to put them put the Nuggets away late. This was a taking care of business win, 119-100. This was, the Blazers needed a win like this, right? They just needed a win where they were better, where an undermanned team, they kind of took control. And early, they were kind of, they were a little sleepy in the first half. It looked like they maybe were going to make this a close game. And then when they were up 17 in the third quarter, it was like, 
uh, can they just put can they just put a team away for real? Like that's that's what they need. They need to put a team away for real. And and I thought you know you saw flashes in that second quarter, and then in the in the fourth when when the starters got back on the court, it was just like oh we're we're gonna be better than this team. You know they never it wasn't like they were up twenty five and cruising, but up seventeen with three minutes left. That's you know the Nuggets played hard as hell. I'll give them, uh, credit to them. But this was a ta- this was a game where the Blazers were just more talented, and you needed you needed to win nine straight wins at home. Um, improved to ten and eight. They're nine and one at home after losing opening night to the Kings. So they play um, this evening. I'm recording this on a Wednesday morning. They play the Kings tonight in Sacramento. So to get to avenge their one home loss. They've, you know, at really bumpy start on the road, but after where they've wanted, you know, where where they've started, this is a good place to be. They're right in the mix um, in the Western Conference playoff hunt at ten and eight. Like they're 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 right there, uh, striking distance of fourth, no problem. Have not lost contact at all, despite a very rocky road start. And they're just they've turned into a solid um, home team. Like if they, anyone they play at home, they have a chance to win. And I think the real takeaway from this game is that Damon CJ got rolling. For, together just the second time all season that Damon CJ have both shot north of 50% in a game the first one was that uh, second game of the year Saturday a Saturday night win over uh, the Phoenix Suns it was Chauncey Billups's first win is why I remember the day of the week so well um, but you know they they just they hadn't done it in the other um, in the other 17 games right in the other 16 games out, outside of those two so when those guys get rolling this team's going to be good it's it's kind of as simple as that um, there's obviously more to unpack and that's what we'll do in the second segment We'll bring Jason Quick of The Athletic on to unpack the more of what we saw in this game. Uh, That's the 119-100 win over the Denver Nuggets. And before Jason Quick comes on, let me tell you about Truebill. Um, It's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, you don't need, or you just simply forgot about. On average, people who use Truebill save $720 a year, and that's because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. So Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And if it's more complicated in one tap, here's why you're paying money for Truebill, because they've got a concierge who will track down and cancel your unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. They make it easy for you. I use Truebill. Um, I went to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA to sort of get an eyeball on all my subscriptions and find out what I was paying for, what I want and what I didn't need. It took me less than 10 minutes to sign up, link my accounts and have it all right there waiting for me. It, it works quickly. It allowed me to kind of get it an immediate instantaneous eyeball on all the subscriptions I'm paying for, because if you're like me, you're paying for a whole bunch. So Maybe this could work for you. It was it was easy enough for me. Maybe it could work for you. So why don't you why don't you check it out? Don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on MBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash locked on MBA could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. It's just the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's what they're doing. Uh, we are entering the 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 sort of season of sweets here in the United States. There's a lot of empty calories you can eat in the coming months, and some of them are delicious. I'm not uh, discouraging you from eating uh, delicious uh, delicious sweets, but if, if you need something that packs more of a punch, but still gives you that that sweet pick-me-up and, and still acts as somewhat of a treat, I think, true, uh, I think Built Bar could be a really wonderful option for you. Look, they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all, they're all got that candy bar-like texture, but they also pack a punch with 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, only four or five grams of sugar and five grams of net carbs, all tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself some. Go to built.com and use the 
promo code LOCKED15. That's built.com. And the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right. Let's get Jason Quick on here, shall we? Joining me now, none other than Jason Quick of The Athletic. We just did your fastest recap in the West, talked about the Blazers' 119-110 win over the Denver Nuggets. But you know who sat next to me for that game? Was none other than Jason Quick. How you doing, Jason, now that you've had some time away from me? Almost almost 12 whole hours. Good morning, Michael. I'm doing well. Miss you. Yeah, no, it's been it's tough. You, I know that you missed me because you woke up and tweeted basketball stats. That's how. That's yeah, how I nerded I out. I was thinking about you, so I said, "God, forget it. Get up my numbers with Michael." Yeah, exactly. You got out your pocket protector and your calculator and started crunching the numbers because you honored the nerds. I love it. Um, you mentioned this to me on press row, and then you and you ta- asked Chauncey Billups about it after the game. Um, the Blazers' offense, in your in your eyes, is looking a little bit smoother. Um, where do you see it looking smoother? Because obviously, Damon CJ had really good games last night. But where do you see it? Well, I think they're playing with great flow right now, and I think it originates from Yusuf Nurkic and the pick and roll. I, Yusuf gets that slip pass from Dame. He's making really smart reads, and it's to to meet him, he almost, you know, without even looking, knows that Norm's going to be in the corner. And then Norm is reading, you know, is it a closeout? They're just moving the ball really well, I think. And they know where each other uh, are going to be, much more so, I think, than earlier in the season. I think, you know, Chauncey talked about it, CJ talked about it last night, that they've learned what plays work. Them. And they've learned what is expected of them and where they're supposed to be. And the result, I think, a much smoother flow, a much uh, in rhythm type. And I, I thought it jumped out last night offensively, just the way they were moving the ball and uh, it was going to be, I think, more so than any other time this year. Yeah, I'm with you. I also think they've simplified a little bit. Like you talked about the four or five plays. Yeah. Like I think they were running a bunch of stuff at the beginning of the year, and I think they've decided like, okay, we can run those movement sets. They even ran stuff with like um, with Dame and CJ off the ball. Like they're still doing that a little bit, but I think they're just. I think they've dialed it back, and they're saying let's move into let's run a little bit of off ball stuff, and then get into a pick a side pick and roll, and then do like run our bread and butter. Um, it's you know it's you run what your players are best at to some extent. And I think that um, for sure helps. I also agree with you. I think uh, um, Nurk's decision-making on pick and rolls has gotten faster and and better. What were you going to say? I think that's been one of the strengths, I think, of Chauncey is that, you know, he admitted that early in the season he was throwing a bunch of plays at them and he would sit in his office or at home and think of a play and then implement it and go, well, it's not working so good. And he's been able – he's been very – been so used to, and I don't want to make this sound like it's a dairy stats, but Terry was very regimented and very stubborn and would just do the same thing. And Chauncey, both offensively and defensively, has shown an ability to react and adapt and, you know, experiment a little bit. Uh, you know, in the course of a game, they'll change their defensive coverages. And we've seen right. offensively, you know, they've been able to just like, okay, we're going to scrap that. Let's just go do, do this. 
so I think that's it's really positive for a young coach to uh, have that confidence of okay, this isn't working. We need to change. Yeah. Yeah. And it also helps when Damian Lillard starts to make shots. Like some, no some of the offense, some of the offense is as simple as Dame gets rolling. And when Dame gets rolling, they're a different basketball team, right? Like um, pregame. I've, go ahead. I, I thought last night, Dame and CJ looked awesome. I, it's been a long yeah. time since they've both been on like that. Certainly the first time this season that both of them have been on like that. But man, when they play, uh, that, you know, just feeding off each other. I thought both had a little bit of swagger and showed a lot of confidence. And I thought they were feeding off each other. And when they're like that, this team can be pretty electric offensively. Yeah, I mean, this is the whole plan, right? Is that like Dame and CJ are so special that some of their shortcomings don't matter because you have to you have to deal with them, right? right. Like it's like the size on defense doesn't matter because you're on the other end. Like, how do we we don't have enough like double teams out there to slow down these two gentlemen? Um, I think that's a big one. I mean, Damian Lord hit three thirty footers in the second quarter. Yeah. That was um, that was the first time that I was like, oh. That he might be back. You know, he had 39 or whatever um, the other night. And I, and I was like, it, cautiously, okay, he looks like Dame. But then, then like, taking and making shots from 30 feet is what makes Dame special. And he did it against Denver. And I thought that was um, really notable. Yeah, that's that swag I'm talking about. And I thought, Absolutely. CJ, I thought CJ, too, was just really aggressive. And um, yeah. as I tweeted I, I thought they, they had an element of, of being cutthroat last night they really went for the jugular when they got the momentum going I, I thought you know the close that first half was uh, outstanding the, that was probably the one of the best periods of the Blazers season was that yeah. 18 to 3 run um, and was really generated by their defense and CJ's defense in particular so uh, yeah, two two steals up top, like just out, yeah. like he ripped he ripped Monty uh, Monty Morris and Will Barton just like out at the top of the key. You don't see that very often in the yeah. NBA, um, and certainly not from CJ McCollum. Mm -hmm. And you know, like that's why like a lot of people want to poo poo last night's win because they didn't have Jokic, they didn't have Michael Porter Jr., blah blah blah. But you also kind of have to look at the manner in which the Blazers won. They didn't just slog their way through and and win because they had more talented players. They played hard and they played smart and they did things like just one-on-one, -on -one, they beat you right there. And yeah. that I think is really encouraging because I think that's been one thing that has bothered me about the beginning of this season is the Blazers just haven't looked better than the opponent very often. They've won some games, but they haven't just like, cut and dried look like they were the better opponent or better team. And even the Philly game, even the Philly game is a good, yeah. a good example of that. They were just like, uh, we're going to like, we're just going to hold you at stiff arm. You hold you at arm's length and win this game. Cause we have more talent, but exactly. yeah. Um, Last yeah. night they looked head and shoulders better. They had more talent and uh, that's what needs to happen because the Blazers are a talented team. I think people, have gotten spoiled in Portland and, and forget like this is a pretty talented team. This is a high paid yeah. roster. This and 
it's nice to see them playing that way. And again, it, it reverts back to Dame and CJ finally playing up to their abilities. You know, this is the best they've looked all year. And that's a really encouraging sign. Yeah, I shared this stat in the first segment before I brought you on here, but it's it's the second game all season where they've both shot above fifty percent. And I bet let's just do it. Let's do a little quiz for you. What's the only other game where they both shot above fifty percent? Uh, it was a good win for the Blazers. Uh, was it? Uh, wasn't Chicago? Was it? No, that was close, but they didn't. But Dame didn't get there. Uh, let me look. At these, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably take. All right, long. it was it was it was Phoenix uh, in like uh, really early, the first week of the season. Third game of the when year they just or something like yeah that. third game of the year when they just blew, or second third uh, where they just beat the snot out of the Suns like their mm-hmm. best performance of the year mm-hmm. and they didn't they and neither of them really played in the last nine minutes or whatever. Right. Um, we just haven't seen them do this, and this is what they are like. I don't think. I mean, obviously, 9 of 13 from Dame, 13 of 19 from CJ. They're probably not going to shoot that, you know? Like, that's that's yeah. probably unreasonable. But, like, um, you know, they both can make five threes in a game without it being that much of a struggle. Um, this is, it seems very reasonable that you could, that these, you know, that they could average a combined, what they well, have, 57 last night? Like, that seems normal to me. Well, yeah, Mike, they've got a pretty, pretty... Uh significant body of work to, to be able to say that you know dame in his 10th year cj in his ninth and then also i think also what made that performance that collective performance from them great one turnover between the two of them. yep yep it, that's pretty clean when you know that this team's going to be very hard to beat if they combine for 57 points and one turnover yeah, I mean that was their formula most of last season. Now they yep. st- they didn't turn the ball over because they never passed. But um, and, <laughs> and and you just it, it's I mean there's some truth to it. Like if you don't pass the ball, there's going to be less turnovers. Um, yeah. just because the ball's moving less. But like they never passed and they didn't turn the ball over and they were a, an elite offensive team. Um, now they the ball's swinging around and they're uh, if they can maintain this like sort of production as a low level or a low turnover team, they're going to be um they're going to be really special. Yeah. Uh, basically nobody. By the yep. way, just real quick, because I was nerding out on the stats. Oh, uh, yeah. Hit me with them. Through through 18. I mean, it's nothing deep. Through 18 games now, Blazers fourth in the NBA in offensive rating, 25th in defense. That's that's our beloved squad. <laughs> I think they're 13th in net rating, so right around the pack. Yeah. I, I think I think early in the year I thought they would be like fifth and twentieth, fifth in offense, twentieth in yeah. defense. Um, I I think they can get a little bit better. There's nights when they don't have it, um, communication wise on defense. But um, yeah, I think I think they could climb out of twenty third. Um, they they twenty fifth. There are moments. Yeah, there are moments when they look okay on defense. Yeah, I you know that's why I'm so curious about this upcoming trip. Just to see if they can keep this going on the road. We've obviously seen uh, what a different team they are at home, but you know, can they do it against Sacramento, Golden State, Utah? Uh, I'm going to be really curious, but I think overall, Mike, if we could take a step back, what yeah. a, what a recovery by this team. You know, yeah. Just think about when they came off that trip. 
a 29-point loss to Denver. They only won one game, and it was against Houston. Uh, there were a lot of concerns about this team. And, you know, Chauncey Billups thrown out there that he might make a, a change to the lineup. There, it was kind of a volatile time, I think, it, for this team. And boom, four straight wins, four pretty good wins. Uh, you know, showing the resolve against Chicago, uh, Philly, as you said, just kind of kept them at arm's length. And then I thought they were really good uh, against Denver. And then that shouldn't be overlooked because that was a brutal game to have to come oh, yeah. off a of four game schedule trip wise. Yeah. And it's a back to back at home, really tough. And, and they, they grinded through that. So what a recovery by the Blazers. I think people can see or should be able to see the improvement that this team is making. I'm not saying that they're ready to contend for the West or even be a top four <laughs> team yet. You know, I, I don't think they're right. quite there yet, but there is no doubting that this team is improving on both sides of the ball right now. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely better than they were, which is what you wanted, right? Like yep. this is the whole idea is under Billups is like, maybe it would take a little time to gel right now. They're, um, they're tied for fifth in the West, a half game out of fourth. Um, and I think there's three teams that are clearly better than golden state, Phoenix and Utah. Here's yep. the thing. They play Golden State and Utah this week. Let's talk about this trip. Um, a big, important road trip for them coming up over Thanksgiving weekend. But before we do that, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. It's football, baby. And nothing goes better with football than turkey and gambling. That's right. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is your number one spot for all sports action this Thanksgiving weekend. So, Head on over to their new and improved website on your desktop or on your mobile phone. You sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait. Take advantage of this amazing offer. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. Hey, Mike. I'm still chatting here with Jason. Yo. Real quick. Yeah. Can I tell your listeners? Yeah. Oh, please. Part of the experience of a game night with you is like, we'll be sitting there either on press row or eating dinner before the game. And, and Mike will just start rattling off his ad read. You know, <laughs> Bill Barr. What, what was the auto body one? Rockauto.com. The family Rock business serving auto part customers for over this, 20 years. See, that's exactly like this. It, it's amazing. This guy is just like a computer. It's just, it's just ingrained in you. Now you just regurgitate it. Uh, yeah, Jason, if you if you do two and a half hours of uh, <laughs> audio content a week and you happen to have some loyal sponsors who's been sponsoring your show for a long time, it's in it's in me. It is in me. I could like I, I read most of that bet online because it was a seasonal ad read and I want to I want to do my partners right. But I'll rip you. Give me another shot. And I'll rip off another bet online. I'm a monster. Every day is Halloween. Like I'm I am not nervous. Your poor um, wife. Poor Isabel. Yeah, listen, she's she has enjoyed some of these products. I'm not very handy, so I haven't used Rock Auto to fix the car or whatever, but like um she's handier than I am. But yeah, she's she's had a built bar in her time. She's appreciated some winnings from betonline.ag. She's she's 
she's doing okay. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for th- honestly. This is the true Blazers insider peeling back the curtain here with yeah. Jason Quick. <laughs> um, let's we, we you mentioned it like this is a huge road trip coming up. We're recording this on Wednesday morning. It's about uh, nine thirty in the morning on Wednesday. So the the Kings game is is happening shortly they played they started a road trip with the second night of a back-to-back in sacramento then friday in golden state or in san francisco against golden state and then uh monday rather in uh salt lake city against utah jazz uh the warriors are 15 and 2 the jazz are 11 and 6 those are two of the three best teams in the nba for my money um with all due respect to the miami heat but um this like this is a big trip for them what we can talk more nitty gritty, but like, what would you consider a success coming out of this one? Do they need to win or do they just need to look good? Like, what do you think, Jason? I think they need to beat Sacramento because that's, that's just playoff teams do that playoff. Good teams. You, you beat Sacramento. Right. Uh, And then I think I know so much is made about, the defense and, and obviously you want to see the the Blazers play good defense on this trip, but I'm going to be curious to see how their offense is against golden state and Utah, because I I believe golden state and Utah are one, two in defense. Something, something like that. I know know golden state is one. They're the best defensive team in the league. They're the best basketball team in the league. They're, they're good. Um, I, I'll pull it up right here because I can, I'm a nerd. I can quickly pull this up. Um, Utah has dipped a little bit. They're they're down to 11th in defense. Oh, really? Um, in defensive wow. rating. Okay. Yeah, they've dropped a little bit. They they um they've they're a good team. They're doing what good teams do, and they're kind of not playing to their peak potential. They you know they had two back to back seasons where they ripped off like a 60 game uh, win percentage. So uh, they're dialing it back a little bit. So um, yeah yeah. I, I, uh, Utah's the number one offense in the league and the number one and the uh, is, yeah. and the number eleven defense. Yeah. yeah. So and then and Golden State is the number one defense in the league by a lot, right. like uh, like a a good amount. The difference between one Golden State and two the Clippers is the about the same distance as between the Clippers and the ninth place Cleveland Cavaliers. So yeah. like it's it's a big old gap. This is the best defensive team in the league. Um, and so I I want to see in particular in that Golden State game, can Yusuf Nurkic hurt them? I think this has always been, you know, they had that playoff series, a couple playoff series where Nurk was hurt against Golden Mm -hmm. State, and you're always wondering, geez, what would it be like? Because they don't really have – Looney, he doesn't – I don't don't think he can really, you know – well, he's not a high minute guy. He's yeah. not a high minute guy. So yeah. even if he even if he gives Nurk a problem for the first eight minutes, like um, the Nurk is Nurk can play twenty five plus, and Kavan yeah. is going to play you know eighteen nineteen. But you know what I mean? Like, can Nurkic be an advantage for the Blazers against Golden State? Could this right. be a problem for them? You know, could it put strike a little fear in them? I don't. I don't know. But I'm curious to see, and that's that's really what I want to see them do. And like you've no, uh, noted particularly early in games lately, the Blazers have been going to Nurk and really trying yeah, to, they get, to feature him, you know? They've given him a post-up touch um, on 
on opening possessions each of the last two games, and they've actually given him started the last two games with two post up touches to Nurk. They get him the ball on the right block. Um, on three of those four possessions, he shot it. On in the opening possession last night, he passed, which I love that idea. Feed Nurk in the post and make him a passer. Yeah. That's the way to make both Nurk happy and still have a good offense is make him a fulcrum from the low post. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely putting an emphasis on getting Nurk some touches for sure because. Um, Nurk is probably believably a little bit frustrated with his role. And, um, but like you said, like some of it is if he can't punish small ball, you got to go in another direction. Um, everybody's trying to win. And so, yeah, I think that'll be, I think that'll be a really interesting test for what, what they do against golden state. Yeah. Um, so what, like they don't need to necessarily like they, if they lose against the Warriors and lose against the, the um, jazz, it's not going to maybe not feel great. Cause they're gonna be back around 500, but like um, you're not going to be panicking with losing against top teams. Are you? Well, I always, I always say this and I can't remember which coach it is who I covered, but particularly at this point of the season and, and mid season, like, they're not as concerned about wins and losses as much as how you're playing. And, and Chauncey was kind of asked this at some point yesterday, last night, you know, like what, what is a successful road trip? And he kind he kind of alluded to this. It's like, it's not so much the wins and losses. It's more like how you're playing. And so if they play really well and, and lose by two to golden state and by four to Utah, then you live with that because you're you're confident that on most nights you're going to win playing that right. way. But if you go there and you know the old habits start resurfacing where there's a lot of one on one or there's blown coverages and people aren't closing out on the three point line, then then you're back to square one and you're like, oh geez, here we go again. You know, so I, I think you want to continue seeing progress both offensively and defensively and just the style and the the spirit, as as John would say, the spirit in which you're playing. Are they playing together? Are they playing hard? Are they playing smart? And are they doing right. that for long stretches? There's going to be, you know, they're going to be at the wrong end of a 15 to two run or a, you know, something. Yeah, the Warriors that, are incre- the Warriors are incredibly good. It's like yes. it's it's going to be a tough game, and they might get rolled. Um, but you'll I you'll know it when you see it, right? right. Like you absolutely you will know. Um, I'm I'm telling this to someone. This is talk about the uh, tables turning. I'm telling this to someone who was tweeting out defensive rating stats <laughs> earlier today. Went to Twitter to tweet out stats and then tells me about the spirit of the team. <laughs> what is what is this incongruous re- uh, reporting? Or maybe five tool reporting as someone who's really showing his versatility. Um, as you've told me, no reporter has it all, Jason. Right. Uh, it's we, we're right. all doing our best. Yep. Um, is uh, b- before I let you get out of here, uh, is there any, anything new on the Neil Olshay front you can share if you, it, you know, obviously you're reporting behind the scenes and you'll share it when you are able to, but is there anything you can tell us kind of, are we just still in the waiting game? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Neil has been around, uh, was that practice on, uh, what day is today? Today's Wednesday, Today's Wednesday so morning. He was, he yeah. was at practice Monday, had a, on the court meeting with Chauncey. They had a long discussion. Uh, appeared in really good spirits, uh, you know, so I don't know. My, my sense is that I still think it's a growing chance that he survives this and, and he's going to uh, remain the top decision maker in the Blazers. So uh, 
so that I don't have anything new. I haven't found out anything more new. Um, right. People have been uh, kind of tight lipped as of late. So I think everyone's just kind of bracing to see how they handle this. Yeah, I mean, we're. I assume we were just wait and see. But here's the thing, dear listeners: if you are waiting and seeing, the best place to wait and look is on is Jason Quick, uh, the best reporter covering the team, and somebody who's doing it longer and better than anyone else. Um, Jason, go enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, I know you're not going on the road, so you're going to have some time at home with the family to watch football and um, just enjoy yourself and watch a couple of, uh, important Blazer basketball games. We'll get you on next week. Um, uh, appreciate you joining us, dear listeners. Uh, go subscribe to The Athletic and then tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube. Just search Lockdown Blazers. You will find us wherever you are looking for us. Um, we'll recap the Kings game. They're playing this evening. We're recording this on a Wednesday morning. So Thursday show. That will be a show out on Thanksgiving. We'll recap the Kings game uh, and anything else that comes out of that one. So great time to get on board. We got more coming. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.